man. Welcome to the Extra Point. Now, in this week's episode, we are talking about NFC, all NFC predictions, win-loss records with me, Wes, Bobby, and Matt. Matt, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. How about y'all? I'm oh, doing great. Excited to see you down here in about a week, right? Oh, man. I cannot wait. Bobby, uh, hopefully we can hook up. We're trying to go to Top Golf or do some bowling. We're trying to do something. I'm only going to be down there for, what, two, two nights, three yeah, days? Yeah, pretty so. much. Uh, just a quick trip this time around, but um, nah, man, I can't wait. Bobby, how's it going? Yeah, man, I, yeah, yeah, I can't wait either, man. Uh, I'll definitely try to fit it in the schedule if I can. You know, things are a little hectic now with me, you know, with balls starting up and all that. But um, just glad to be back on doing this right now. And it looks like football's right around the corner. What are we about three weeks away from the starting season? We don't have preseason, so no preseason. We're gonna get right, right around into the it. corner. Yeah, we are right around the corner. So September 10th. let's uh let's talk a little news since the last time we've been on. So we've had a few things happen here and there. Uh, Bobby, I'm gonna go ahead and start in Dallas with you. Uh, you guys lose an important important lineman named Gerald McCoy for the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that was a big you know acquisition in the off season, obviously, because uh, you know, with our um, you know, revamped defensive line, losing McCoy, um, definitely hurts. Um, it's a tough loss, you know. I mean, you know, for the Cowboys. Um, we did get a lot of off-season moves up front there to kind of rebuild that defensive line, that whole front seven. The linebackers are pretty much um, what we've had and what we have. But, um, yeah, yeah, it kind of just sucks, you know, for him. I mean, what, third day in training camp or whatnot, and then get released the next day. Mm-hmm. It's a tough business, and uh, it is what it is, man. I mean, you got to move on. Injuries are going to happen, especially, you know, with this whole COVID thing going on. A lot of these guys, you know, didn't get those off-season, you know, training camps. You know, they had to work out on their own. A lot didn't mm-hmm. do as much as others did. So injuries are going to happen, man, and it's probably going to be a daily thing. Yeah, I was going to say, Tough expect loss. a spike this year, especially in those injuries with the limited practice time on the field. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer, but like I say, it's going to be – that's how this season is going to be. It's going to be different than any other season, man. There's going to be uh, a lot of injuries, a lot more injuries than there has been in the past. Yep, yep, that's for sure. Um, uh, uh, more info from around the league. Rashawn Breland suspended four games for violating uh, the substance abuse policy. Uh, Darius Geis with the big, big hit is no longer – he's no longer in the NFL. He's in- Yeah, no, Washington football team, I mean, here we go with all this nonsense, man. Darius Geis, uh, I mean, they everybody knew coming in, drafting him, what they were going to get with that guy. Um, you know, they knew that he had some behavioral issues and, and whatnot. So, and then I also heard back in June, um, he got a speeding ticket going over 95 or around 95 miles an hour in a 55. So this dude's got all kinds of stuff on his plate. He does need to step away from football, figure all that out, but nothing new for, uh, this Washington football team, whatever they want to call themselves until, I mean, it seems like Dan Snyder's trying to get it together with putting some new pieces in, in place here, but yeah, this that whole thing is a mess with Darius guys. Yeah, that whole program is kind of you know, franchise has been snake pit for well, the last decade ever since R G three and all that kinda of went down. But um 
I mean, I guess the positive thing they can think about is that, you know, I mean, guys showed a little bit of spark last year, you know, a game or two, but I mean, he's been injury plagued since he got in the league, obviously the red flags. So I, like we just said before the show, I don't think you're going to hear that guy's name again in the NFL, at least. So no, on the playing field. A little bit of information out of Jacksonville. You had two defensive linemen retire within the week with them as uh, Rodney Gunter and Aaron Lynch both retire suddenly. Um, Rodney Gunter was a health reason. He had he has some serious issues where if he overexerts himself, he could literally die on the field. So that is one of those situations where, yes, retire. Um, Doug Marone has already said that he wants to bring him back in some sort of coaching role. So he will be with the Jags this season, but he will be – coaching essentially off the field so we wish him the best Aaron Lynch retired I don't have a lot of information on that one just know that he did just decide to suddenly retire uh drafted in 2014 and then Yannick Ngakwe a few days ago fired his agent now I'm hearing from Michael Lombardi as early as tomorrow he could be gone to the New York Jets for two picks uh, okay. Either two picks or a second, something along those terms. Nothing else has really been discussed at this time. So, it, but it sounds like he is getting ready to be on the move out of Jacksonville and onto a new chapter in his story. So, we will see, and we we will see what happens with that in the coming days. But with Lombardi saying this one seems real, I would not be shocked if it does happen by tomorrow. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the NFC talk NFC predictions. We're going to go ahead and start with the NFC North, and the first team. I'm bringing up is the Green Bay Packers. So we're going to start the Green Bay Packers, and I'll go ahead and start this one out. Looking at the schedule, Green Bay, um, I think they are obviously, if not first, second at worst in their division. Um, they have a, the AFC South this year as well as their division. Uh, Tampa Bay is also another big key game in that in that uh, arsenal of tough games. I actually have them going through the season 11-5. and five. Um, I have them pretty much beating up the entire division, uh, splitting with Minnesota. A big win versus Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay early in the season. Um, Right now with Tampa Bay, they have not said that they will not be having any fans. They will be having some sort of attendance this year, but nothing has been confirmed. Obviously, it will be partial. They look to maybe 10 to 20% filled stadium, but they will have people in there. Um... Yeah, I have Green Bay going 11-5. and five. Bobby? Yeah, I mean, as far, you know, with, with Green Bay, um, we're a little different on that one. I, I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers is still, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I do believe that um, I don't think he's going to be as dominant as he's been. I mean, that's I mean, that's not hard. To, I mean, that's tough to say since this guy has obviously been one of the most dominant quarterbacks, you know, in our, you know, NFL watching um, history. Um I mean, he still has got a lot of weapons out there, Devontae Adams and, you know, uh, and Rodgers, you know. Um, it's, I mean, I got them going, I got them going eight and eight, man. I, I kind of see them having a little bit of a step back this year and uh, just kind of having a 500 uh, season. Um, obviously, Devontae Adams is arguably one of the best receivers in the game. Right. And uh, you got Aaron Jones as a running back who's been productive, you know. Um, Wide receivers, obviously, you know, Devontae Adams and what they got, Devin Funches and uh, tight ends with, you know, Sternberger. But um, as far as the defense, um, I just, I mean, I see a kind of a mid tier season with them. I, I got them going eight and eight this year. All right. So, yeah, no, I have 
kind of in the middle of that. I have I have them going about ten and six. Um, I mean, I I don't see their defense improving that much this year. Um, to be you know a really standout defense, and then offensively, uh, everybody's going to be looking out for Aaron Jones and and some of the other people, and then. They spent that first round pick on a quarterback. So, I mean, they didn't give Aaron Rodgers too much help unless, you know, they got one of these young guys that's really going to stand out. So, I, I mean, I have them going 10 and 6. Um, they do have a tough schedule. They do. Um, I mean, they play they play the NFC South. So, I mean, they're, they're playing the Falcons. That's at Green, in Green Bay, mm-hmm. but they're also playing Tampa Bay with you know against Tom Brady now at Tampa. Um, it, it's going to be their schedule is going to be tough. Um, they they don't have any work cut out for them. So ten and six, I think, is, is pretty favorable. I mean, they like Bobby said, they they still have Aaron Rodgers, so you know they're going to do what they do, but. With the Packers, you just never know. If, if Aaron Rodgers is 100% healthy, 110%, and he's hitting on all cylinders, I mean, he makes nobody's turn into the to, to, to star. So as long as he's healthy, I mean, they, they I could see them going as much as 11-5, and five, no more than that, but I could also see them going 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight if, if a couple, couple guys on offense get injured, mm-hmm. you know. They could easily easily fall apart. Yeah, I think uh, Alan Lazard is going to take a big step forward. He was actually on Jacksonville's practice squad, and he's a player I really wanted to keep. We ended up getting rid of him, and he had a pretty good year last year in Green Bay. Uh, I think he's going to step up as a threat on the other side of Adams as people continue to double Adams and try and slow him down. And that defense did take a big step last year. Uh, They are way better than they were before. Uh, I don't think they'll be a top five defense this year by any means but i think they will be a a very good defense that can take the ball and turn the game around real quick taking a little bit off aaron Rodgers' shoulders but again i agree with you they did not do enough to help him on the offensive side let's go ahead and move on to the next team uh detroit the lions uh matt go ahead and start with this one what do you see them doing so the lions here uh i mean again we play the lions they're they're coming to ato uh, that that game is uh, October twenty fifth. I have I have Falcons winning that game, um, but regardless of that, they again they play the NFC South, AFC South. In my opinion, a lot of those teams are fifty fifty. The Jags have a lot of good people on that team. They could surprise a lot of people. Um, and then you also got yeah, the Texans. Or I mean, yeah, with the, the whole. You know, trading. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? Yeah, D Hop. Um, they, they they're still going to be a decent team, and, and their schedule is going to be really tough as well. Um, I just don't see with Matt Stafford. I mean, it seems like they always kind of start start out very well, but never finish well. And I don't even has he won a playoff game yet? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Think yeah, no, he lost. He lost, he lost the Cowboys in a really tough game on that controversial yeah. pass interference. Call. Oh, that's yep. right. Oh, right that's in. right. That's yeah. Tough. Yeah, that's yeah the Cowboys ended up pulling that back. But uh, you're right, though. I, I, I'm correct. I don't. I'm pretty sure that Matt, Matt Stafford does not want to play off game this year. Yeah, that's tough. And, and and a lot of people have kind of compared him to Matt Ryan, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Matt Ryan is 
We won't even get into that right now. But uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I have the Lions going. Probably, I mean, again, they they're a team that can go from eight to eight to ten and six. I don't see them going any any higher than ten and six with their schedule uh, and and Matt Stafford's play late in the year. So that's that's what I predict for them. What do you have them going as? I mean, ah, let's, I'm going to say eight and eight. You're eight and eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Bob, yeah. thoughts? Yeah, well, Matt and I are definitely different on that right here. I mean, just kind of breezing down the schedule right now. They, mm-hmm. You know, they open up with the Bears. Then they got the Packers and Cardinals, who are going to be a well-improved team. And then they got the Saints, Jags, Falcons, and Atlanta. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's the Detroit Lions. I mean, you know, you got Matt Stafford, you know, obviously who, you know, that guy that you know the one thing that about the lions is they're one of those teams that never get blown out they're always going to be in the game in the fourth quarter but they just find a way to lose carry on johnson's they're running back i mean they have some decent receivers you know with marvin jones and kenny galladay you know former um former cowboy there for a little bit um tj hawkinson you know a tight end that i really like so i mean they have some decent weapons you know um their offensive line is you know kind of suspect um I mean, breaking down the schedule and looking, I actually have them finishing last in the NFC North, and I have them. I have them going four and twelve. To be honest with you. Yeah. I change. I was. I was kind of debating like the six and ten, you know, type thing, but I got them going four and twelve. I just don't think that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think this might be the end of Matt Stafford's, you know, tenure. I don't know what his contract's like or whatnot. I don't know who exactly who they drafted. If they get drafted somebody as a backup quarterback or got a free agent or whatnot, but. I think his time, you know, is totally coming to an end. I can easily see that as well. So, like I said, that's, that's a team I could easily see going, getting on a hot trick, going ten and six, or easily just completely falling apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of with you on it, Bobby. I actually have them finishing last in the NFC North as well at three and thirteen. Um, mm. I have them in a very tight game, week one versus Chicago, who's still trying to figure out what they want to do at the QB position. Uh, and then really after that, I mean, Green Bay lost, Arizona lost, New Orleans lost, Jacksonville will be a close game, but I, I think Jacksonville will be able to beat them out in that one. So it's another loss. Atlanta lost, Indy lost, Minnesota lost. I mean, I, I can keep going, but I, I mean, I, maybe they sneak one out versus Washington who I can definitely see them doing it against. And maybe they get one of their division rivals. Like I said, maybe a Chicago game, maybe if they, if they catch them off guard, a Minnesota game, maybe. But other than that, that's about it. I got him at, again, 3-13. and 13. It, Tanking for Trevor. 100% tanking for Trevor. Right. Uh, like you said, getting rid of Matt Stafford, moving on uh, to, to, to a new start of the franchise, rebuilding once again perpetually. Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and let Bobby start with this one. The Vikings. How do you see them going this year with Kirk Cousins? New extension. Dalvin Cook talks still, uh, still not going well. Yeah, you know, and the loss of Stefan Diggs is going to actually play, you know, uh, you know, they're going to, you know, obviously they lost a really good playmaker, you know, who's at the Buffalo Bills right now. Um, uh, let me just break down their, their schedule here real quick. Um, I mean, I have them competing in the division, to be honest with you. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I mean, they open up a great, you know, game against the Packers week one. You know, I have that as a toss up. And then, you know, they got the Colts. I have that as a win. Titans at home. Uh, they're playing at, in Minnesota. I got that as a win. Then they're at Houston, toss up. 
have Seattle. I got Seattle as that. But guys, don't forget though, man. Like the Seahawks even just said today though that they're going to go the first four games without the 12th man, mm-hmm. and who knows, this whole season might be without fans. So that's why our predictions are going to be really tricky. You know. Yep. Exactly um, that. You know, you're not going to have that. I mean, you know, that crazy home field advantage that people don't understand. I mean, that's everything. I don't even know how these Vegas guys are going to do the odds this mm-hmm. year. You know, because that plays dividends. Um. Kirk Cousins, solid quarterback. Dalvin Cook is, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, he's, you know, one of the few all-around feature backs. Um, I have I have the Vikings one of the uh, division going 10 and 6, to be honest with you guys. 10 and 6, okay, okay. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, no, I see this is the team that I don't have uh, doing too well. I mean, I have them going 6 and 10. Um, wow. They went two and four in the division last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see. I mean, Kirk Cousins has never played well. I, I believe in in, in I mean, back, even back when he was in Washington, he didn't play well in the division. Uh, Philly stomped all over him. I mean, he had he did have that one game where he came in for I don't know if it was Robert at that time or whoever it was, uh, but he came in and he won that game against the Cowboys, but. Other than that, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys pretty much owned them. Um, I'm not. I'm, I don't. I, Kirk Cousins isn't a. Uh, he he did have that nice win last year, just the pat the previous year in the playoffs, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much his only clutch win. Um, I think that's a team that's actually kind of slowly falling apart. That doesn't know. They don't have an identity mm-hmm. on on what they are. So, and then the whole Dalvin Cook thing, he's already put it off. He said that today. I, I heard that on ESPN. Um, he, he he's putting he's done with contract talks until it seems like the end of the year. So, I mean, like I said, I, I have them going six and ten. I think that's the team in that division that's really going to be off the rails. Um, and then, yeah, we're getting ready to talk about the Bears as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, I got Minnesota going 10-6, uh, and six, actually, same as Bobby. I have them having a fairly decent season, although they will, in my projections, fall short of the playoffs. Uh, as I, 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 had, I, had, I had them going 8-8. Eight eight. Oh, you have them going 8-8, eight eight. I'm sorry. 8-8, eight eight. Yeah. gotcha. I had the Vikings 10-6. You have the Vikings 10-6, and six, you said, right? Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. I have the Vikings going uh, ten and six as well. I, I see. You know, they get on a, a pretty good roll early in the season, but I think Tennessee will be a surprise loss to them. I think they'll have troubles with uh, Atlanta, uh, and I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to be one of the ones that that gets them late in the season once Tom Brady gets comfortable with that team. But Again, I, I agree with Matt. They're they're kind of trying to figure out their identity. They don't really have one. They're just pumping money into Kirk Cousins' pocket, you know, and, and they're letting other people get by without getting paid. Do I think Dalvin Cook deserves a big payday? Not really. He hasn't earned it yet. He is a solid back, but he's got to stay healthy. I mean, if you can't stay on the field, we're not going to pay you. That's it. Exactly. So, yeah, 10-6. Chicago, uh, the Bears, I have them having a difficult season. I think this Nick Foles, uh, uh, I almost said Rex Grossman. <laughs> almost, oh boy. almost, almost said it. 14 years now, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little late. The next thing I'll be saying Kyle Orton. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that the, the QB controversy is going to get bad in there. I think uh, they should be happy they don't have fans in the stadium this year. 
because it's going to be ugly. I have them going 4-12, and 12, battling as well to figure out what they want to do. I think uh, Foles is not going to be the starter week one. I think he comes in later in the season. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have them at, at the third best team in the uh, in the division, Mitch Trubisky. I, I haven't believed in him since day one. I thought he was going to prove me wrong last year, and he didn't. So Foles will get a shot, probably pump out a couple wins. But in re- all reality, they're looking for a new QB to start all over again as well, 4-12. and 12. Bobby. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, looking at their schedule, I mean, their, four, their first four games are um, – I mean, to me, they're kind of winnable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they got, you know, they got the Lions week one, they got the Giants week two, Falcons week three, and the Colts week four. So, I mean, you know, with the absence of the preseason, you know, I mean, Trubisky, I think most likely is going to start in week one, mm-hmm. you know, despite, you know, getting, you know, veteran Nick Foles here in the house. Uh, like I said, their first four games, if they can, you know, jump off to an early start, take those or go three and one or maybe even like two and two or whatnot. And, you know, to me, with the, the, the Wolf Alliance, and um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see I, I see kind of, um, you know, them surprising more than other people do, you know, as I had the Lions, you know, really being the bottom sellers in that division. I got the Bears going 8-8, eight eight, but it's going to be tricky. I mean, I think Trubisky's going to start a quarterback week one, and obviously there's going to be a short um, leash when it comes to that, you know, with them getting polls in the offseason. And like I say, kind of with um, – a favorable schedule to start the season. I'm gonna go out on Lynn and say they go eight and eight. Matt, do you agree? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Not at all. I, I got I got Chicago go, going five and eleven, man. Okay, okay. Um, I don't see them winning many games at all. I think Mitch, Mr. Bisky is. Uh, not not the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could be. He, he's just going to be a career backup. I guarantee you, he'll be in the in in the NFL the next 10, 10, 12 years, just being a backup and a solid backup. There ain't nothing wrong with that by any means, but, uh, yeah, no, I don't see them, um, doing too much in that division or anything else. I mean, that schedule is pretty daunting. I, I mean, their defense is pretty solid, but overall on offense, I mean, I, I guess if you had a, even like a Alex Smith pre leg injury kind of you know conservative quarterback in there, um, I could see them making you know possibly making a run at nine and seven, ten and six. But with their quarterback situation right now, yeah, no, not at all. It's five and eleven. I think they're the team that's going to tank for Trevor Lawrence in that division if it's anybody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay, just to kind of go back over it, I uh, I have. Green Bay taking the division at 11 and 5. Uh, Bobby, you have Minnesota taking the division at 10 and 6, and Matt, you have Green Bay taking the division at 10 and 6. So, uh, overall, looking at these, it looks like the consensus here is that uh, it's going to be a two-man race, really, between. Uh, I mean, with Matt, you have Detroit kind of being the the second team right there, just losing to Green Bay, and then Bobby and I have. Uh, Minnesota and Green Bay shooting it out. So, be interesting to see what happens in that division. But the re- all the divisions, this is really going to be the most interesting one, the NFC South. And we're going to start with Matt, and you're going to tell us how you think your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, New Orleans Saints. Oh, gosh. Um, 
Man, oh man, like this whole division, I wasn't ready for this one yet, man. Yeah. I was hoping we were going to do this one last, but here we go, man. You just threw it on me. Jumping in. Um, so, I mean, we already know the whole Tom Brady situation, and then we already know Teddy Bridgewater's taking over the Panthers. Uh, Panthers still have quietly a pretty solid roster, so I think that's going to be a team – that they have they have nothing to uh um you know they have nothing to lose at all they're they're only looking up to us in, in my opinion so they're just going to be coming out swinging um but the saints with Drew Brees and that uh I don't know I, I'm pretty sure he had one of the lowest yards per throw last year I think that's going to I think teams are going to start to kind of you know, look out for that. So they're, they're going to defend to that and everything else. I have them going, oh, man, this is so tough. It really is. I, I got them going to nine and seven. Okay. Okay. It's tough. And, again, and this is one, I mean, maybe we want to do another prediction, you know, after preseason and right before the season. Maybe we can, there is no we can go back on what we're doing. That. Yeah, so, I think, I think yeah. that would be fun. I think that'd be fun to look back on and what we said today and then, you know, because there's injuries and everything else that happens here. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's just training camp. Yeah, so who knows what could happen. I mean, honestly, that could happen with anybody at this point, being that all four preseason games are canceled, so. Right, but, I mean, they're playing the Chargers, the Lions. They got the Bears on their on their roster, mm-hmm. the Broncos on their, on their roster, on their schedule. Yep. Um, but they still do have – you know, the Chiefs, the 49ers, they still have some really, really tough teams. And then any division game in the NFC South this year is going to be, it's going to be brutal. I can't wait. It's going to be, it's going to be great. I, yeah. Again, nine and seven, I could see him going 10 and six, you know, barring injuries and, and, and things of that nature. But I really feel it's going to be a shootout between more of the Buccaneers and Falcons. Bobby Saints. I like the Saints, man. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees, you know, he got hurt last year for the beginning of the season. Teddy Bridgewater took over and, you know, obviously got his payday. But when Brees came back in, he did his thing. I mean, you got Michael Thomas, you know, again, arguably, you know, one of the best receivers, you know, and, um, you know, in football. I don't really see, you know, their offense, you know, who was, you know, amongst one of the top ranked last year in 2020. I don't see them taking that much of a step back. And like Matt was kind of pointing out, I mean, you know, that week one game is going to be amazing, you know, against the Buccaneers, you know, Brady versus, you know, Breeze. To me, that's a toss up. That's going to be probably the game to watch, obviously. And you got, you know, the Raiders, Packers, you know, Lions, Chargers and Panthers. Um, I mean, I got, I mean, I got them. You know, I got, the, I got that division right there, you know, getting one of the wild card teams out of it. That I got the winner, and then I got, you know, a wild card team coming out of that. I got them going eleven and five in that division. Okay. I mean, you know, with their defense, um, I mean, I mean, their defense. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, Cameron Jordan had fifteen and a half sacks last year. You know, he, I mean, they have a deep defensive line, so. Um, I got them going 11 and five. It's going to be a very interesting season to me. That's going to probably be the most competitive, 
you know, conference in my eyes and the NFL this year. It's going to be the most competitive. It's not even close. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be – It'll be really competitive. I have New Orleans going ten and six. I have everybody very, very close in this division. Um, I, I think that's going to be kind of where I stick with a lot of the teams in this division. Ten and six is where I think New Orleans will be. I think they'll start out pretty strong, slip up midway through the season, and then get in playoff form when it gets late into the year. But they have some pretty tough matchups late versus Kansas City, Minnesota, and Carolina, respectively. So we'll see what happens with them. I got them 10 and 6. Let's go ahead and roll into the Panthers. I'll go ahead and start this one right off. And, and just as I said before, with the Panthers, I, I have them going 10 and 6. This division is going to be a split for me for the most part. I mean, if you look at, at the NFC South, I have my notes here. Um, three out of the four teams right now have confirmed they will have fans in the stadium, with New Orleans being the only one right now that's saying no. They've only confirmed no fans for the first two weeks. So... I, I, and they've talked about potentially allowing the teams to pump in fan noise. So in the, I have them going 10-6. and six. I think that, again, they, they have the same kind of schedule that uh, the Saints and everybody else in their division has going on. They all have that one point in the season where it gets really tough, where they have a, a three-game streak at, at New Orleans, home versus Atlanta, at Kansas City, and if you want to also add in Tampa Bay as well. That's a pretty tough stretch, but then late in the season they have Denver, they have Washington, they have Detroit. They they have time to make it up. So so I got them ten and six, and uh, I'm gonna flip it over to uh, Matt there on that one. What do you got for Carolina? So I'm gonna flip yours and go six and ten. Um, the reason why is because one, you got a new head coach, yep. you got a new quarterback, uh, learning new head coach's system. That's learning everybody's. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be a whole thing over there. Uh, no, no, Luke Keekley. Nope. Got to remember that. Nope. Um, they're, they're. I mean, I know that they don't want to really say it, but I believe that Carolina is actually more of in a rebuild mode than they think. I mean, they don't really have. They, they have a, they have a, a, a couple of good, really good role players, but they don't have too many like super standout players at this point right now. So, I think low key that they're gonna kind of. I mean, they might start out hot. I can see them winning, you know, a few games right off the top. I mean, their schedule, I mean, it is pretty light, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, they do play Washington and and the Raiders, who I think with their quarterback situation are a hot mess. I agree. Uh, Chargers. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just some teams there. Well, then you got six matchups versus your in-house division, which, we, as we all said already, is going to be difficult. Then you have Kansas City also staring at you. Then the matchups versus Green Bay and Minnesota. So I don't know if I'd say it's light, but I definitely agree they have an opportunity. Right, right, right. Yeah, but I do feel like they have a little bit more cracks than than some other teams. So, um, yeah, no, six and ten, I can I can easily see that happening. Maybe one game less, one game, one game more. Right, something um, around that. Right, but uh, what, what does Bobby think? Well, Matt and I are on the same page. I got I got their prediction going six and ten. Ooh. Obviously, you know, losing Cam Newton really isn't a big. I mean, it's you know he didn't really play that much last year. Obviously, with the injuries and all mm. that. I love Teddy Bridgewater, but then again, it's you know it's a whole new system. Um, obviously, McCaffrey, you know, is going to be the feature guy. There's no question about it. Teams are going to focus totally on him. Um, it's going to be, uh, I mean, you know, DJ Moore is our number one receiver. I mean, I just don't see, you know, that many weapons for Teddy Bridgewater to really light it up there on offense. I mean, McCaffrey's going to have 
he's going to demand all the attention, obviously. Their offensive line, which was really poor last year. And, you know, I mean, they did add left tackle, you know, Russell Atone. But I don't know if that's going to be enough for them. As far as their defense, losing Luke Keighley, obviously, is going to hurt. Now their main guy back there is Shaq Thompson, who's a very quality, good football yeah. player. Yeah, I'll be a little bit of a homer because he's a Husky, but oh, he's good. He's not a major general. contract. Yeah, he's just a, he's a very good linebacker. Obviously, um, secondary is decent. Uh, schedule is favorable, but I got them going uh, just like Matt going six and ten. To be honest, in that division, I got them last in that division at six and ten. All right, Bobby. Well, we're gonna go straight from Carolina into Tampa Bay. Talk to us. How's Tom Brady gonna do with this team in the first season? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, I think we talked about this about three or four episodes ago. I think I had them, you know, I think we were talking about over under eight wins or something like mm-hmm. that. And I might've been mm-hmm. under, you know, at that time, but mm-hmm. I've changed my mind on that, you know, with the weapons, you know, that they have at receiver and obviously with Gronk coming back, you know, <laughs> being there with them. Um, great head coach. Yep. Tom Brady's a competitor, Absolutely. you know, um, it's i mean it's hard for that it's it's hard to say that that they're not going to compete you know i mean the weapons are there you know the weapons are there um i got i got them winning the division at at 11 and 5 tied with new orleans i had new orleans at 11 and 5 mm-hmm. so i got you know i got i got tampa winning that division at 11 and 5 i think tom brady is you know he's not going to light up the staff board and all that but if you look at that receiving core you know, and I, it all depends on how Gronk comes back. Who's their running back? I, don't know, I mean, I think they're by committee. You know, um, yeah. so Tom Brady's going to compete, man, no matter what. You know, he's definitely not going to be the Tom Brady, you know, at New England or who knows. I mean, that guy is so hard to predict, man. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch in that division. I got them going eleven and five, winning that division. Yeah. Matt, do you agree? Oh, I think we lost Matt again. I'm going to go ahead and take this one over then while he's getting his audio straight. Uh, Tampa, as far as the, uh, as what uh, they're doing, I agree with you 100%. I have them at 11-5 and five also, and I also have them winning the division. I was kind of against them at first. Um, and now, you know, kind of like you, Bobby, looking more into it and more into it, I just think they're going to get it down early in the season. Godwin and... Evans are just pros, pros at this point to where they'll be great. O.J. Yeah. Howard, I think, is going to be a sneaky, great player on that team because I think he's getting overlooked because Gronk's in town, but I think he's going to be the best tight end in that locker room, in my opinion. I think uh, Gronk, well, he won't be bad. He's just not 100%, and I don't think he will. For and, 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 you know, they got they got chemistry, too. Yeah, they oh, got yeah. chemistry. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, by the way, not to cut you off, though, when, when I was talking about their running backs, I just looked it up. They got Ronald Jones and LaShawn McCoy. So there you go. And, you know, Deshaun Vaughn, so it's kind of by committee on it's that. It's definitely by committee. Uh, Matt, we both got 11 and 5. Are you also on the same page? I am. Oh. I'm on the exact same page. Wow, all three of us, 11 and 5. Talk to me. So, I mean, it's Tom Brady, dude, with Mike Evans, Gronk, uh, Godwin, Goodwin. Which one is it? Go- Godwin. Godwin or Goodwin? Godwin. Godwin. Um, and yeah, no, they got, nah, that team, the offensive, I mean, they'll figure out the running back situation. I think it'll be more of a receiver, uh, base back set, you know, more than, uh, you know, heavy running, you know, having somebody run for 1400 yards, but, um, 
Nah, the defense is stout. They went seven and nine with Jameis Winston throwing thirty interceptions last mm-hmm. year. So we already know yeah. Tom Brady coming close to that. Um, definitely eleven and five. I actually have them winning the division as well. All right, there you go. All three. Yeah, and just uh, just stepping just stepping back on that real quick though, but you, and you know that front that defensive front is really vicious with Vita Vea, you know, who's you know standing up as one of the top nose guards in the mm-hmm. country, you know, in the NFL and the world. So, but Matt or Matt uh, West, I actually really like when you're talking about OJ Howard though, because we're bringing Gronk in right there. They can run that double tight set right there. Yep. That's really going to open up OJ Howard, man, because you know Gronk's not going to be that downfield threat. Mm-hmm. He's going to be more of your like you know modern Jason Witten type thing. That's going to be a hell of a blocker, opening up holes and all that with the experience. Uh, OJ Howard could be setting up for a big season. Exactly right. Exactly right. And we're going to finish it up with Atlanta. Bobby, I'll start with you. You go first. I'll go after you, and then that's going to wrap up the NFC South for us. Uh, Atlanta's going to be interesting, man. Like I say, I mean, this division is, is you know, mad tough. Um, we'll see, you know, like uh, new life. Uh, you know, we got Matt Ryan. You obviously have Julio Jones. Not sure, you know, I really didn't look in depth about how their secondary or their defense, uh, many losses or whatnot. I don't know if they lost Trufant. To um, I believe he's at the Vikings now, if I'm correct. Yeah, um, you know Ricardo Allen, who's coming off that knee injury, um, is looks to be back full and healthy. Um, it's, I got them going eight and eight, man. You know, I got them, you know, battling. I mean, Atlanta's a team that, to me, they're one of the wild cards here in the NFL, man. I don't see them, you know, um, quote unquote, in the bed. I don't see them, you know, lighting it up. I think they're going to compete week in, week out. Um, I haven't really broke down their schedule, Matt. I'm sure will do that for us. But I got them going eight and eight in the toughest division in football. It's going to be, uh, it'll be fun to see. And I'll tell you what, whoever wins that division is definitely going to earn it because uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be, going eight, it's gonna be a dog fight, that's for sure. And you know, I sat on Atlanta for a minute because I didn't know which way I wanted to go with them. And, but you know what? At the end of the day, I'm on the exact same page as you. I have them going eight and eight as well. Um, I like Atlanta. I think they have a good stack. They have a good set. I like. I, I they know what they're doing. You can see what they're trying to do with this team. I still think they got a little ways to go with figuring it out, though. Um, or it coming to perfection. You have Gurley in your backfield now. It's definitely gonna be running back by committee. Um, over there. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. I, I see more of it kind of like you described with the uh, – who is it he described it with uh, – how you described it with Tampa Bay, Matt, where it would be more of a receiving backfield, but I could be wrong there too. Obviously, you're going to tell us how it's going to go. But, uh, yeah, I have them going 8-8 eight and eight as well. Matt, let's hear it. I have my team going 10-6. There it is. Um, there's there's – Again, with this division, it's going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. Like, that's why I really want to do another prediction uh, closer to, you know, right at the start of the season, mm-hmm. get a little bit more evaluation and, and everything else. But this division is going to be real tight. It's going to be real, real tight. I mean, we start off with the Seahawks, Cowboys, yeah, um, Bears at home, and then at Green Bay. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, you could um, easily see your team being at that point. I mean, I, I, when I was looking at it, I was like, best case two and two out of there in my eyes. In my eyes, best case two and two. And and that'd be that'd be that'd be nice. Right. Um, but I honestly see as it's the the Seahawks games at home. I see us winning that first game. I really do. 
I think Matt Ryan right now. Um, I don't. I don't know why, but just this whole Atlanta team. Um, it's been quiet, man, and I like that, dude. We we. It's been really really quiet out of Atlanta. It has been. Uh, the past few months. I mean, there other than the Todd Gurley signing. And then the little bit of turbulence with Austin Hooper leaving and then us trading for a second-round pick for Hayden. Yeah. Other than that, literally it's been dead quiet, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Calvin Ridley, I've heard he's stepping it up even to another level. He's trying to be elite. He wants to be him and Julio Jones having both, you know, 1,000 yards. Um. Yeah, like I said, ten and six. It's gonna be a tough year, um, but I think this year of all years, you have to take it game by game. I mean, that that's how you that's how you take it. Uh, uh, any football season schedule, anyway, you take it game by game. You 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 plan for that game and and move on to the next one. You're not trying to look ahead. You're trying to look just what's in front of you. And I believe that if we do that, ten and six is is definitely in sight. Um, I see us coming, like I said, with that 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 be us finishing second in the division, and then New Orleans possibly stealing that third wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but NFC South, man, it, it's going to be. I hope everybody watches. And pays pays attention to that division because it's gonna be it's gonna be wild this year. It's gonna be great. It's gonna it be, is. I can't wait. It's gonna be hard not to pay attention to that division. Moving on though into the NFC West, we have another pretty locked tight division. Uh, I'm, we're gonna go ahead and start out with the San Francisco 49ers. I have them actually kind of picking up where they left off last season, which initially I was completely against, but uh, I, I actually have them having. A way better season than I initially anticipated. I have them going 12 and 4, looking at the schedule. Uh, I think they they are one of the stronger teams in their division between uh, between Arizona. The only thing I, the only team I think is better than them is Seattle in my eyes. But Arizona, I think they're still better than. I still think they have a little ways to go as far as chemistry is concerned, and I think they're better than the Rams. So I, I see them going uh, maybe uh, four and two or five and one in that division, splitting it with the Seahawks, but I, 12 and four, I got them, at, I got them way up there. Matt, what do you think? Oh man, I, I'm same thing. I'm, I'm going actually 13 and three. I think Ooh. like the only, yeah, dude, I think the only games that they're going to lose are possibly against Seattle. Uh, they play the Eagles at home. Uh, they, they play the jets at the jets. I feel like that's a The jets are a team. You just never know right now with what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, no, I have them going straight up 13 and three though. I think they're going to win that division and yeah, take control, man. They, they might win the NFC straight up. Bobby, do you agree? Um, no, I don't. I disagree. To be honest with you guys, I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo, to be honest with you. They lost for Mozart, who obviously, you know, had a historic NFC championship game. Um, defensive wise, I mean, they got, they got obviously, you know, an amazing stud and, you know, Bosa over there. Um, their schedule is favorable though. Don't get me wrong. They start off with Arizona, who I do think is going to be a very well improved football team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, uh, we'll talk about them, you know, here yeah, in the next, yeah, yeah. What, what so, uh, then you got the giants and Eagles, 
or you, you got the Jets. To me, that's that's a win. There's no question about it. Then you got the Giants, and then you got the Eagles, Dolphins, Rams. That's I mean that's that's a decent stretch. And then you know, yeah. Patriots, Seahawks, 49ers, or I mean, Packers, and Saints. That could be a tough little stretch. Rams that's a little good. stretch, but that's it, man. That's yeah, good. I mean, after that, that's it. I mean, mm-hmm. then they have the Skins. That's a win. Then the Cowboys, and then back to the Cardinals and Seahawks again. <laughs> Yeah, I I got them. You know what? I have them as one of my wild card teams coming out of the NFC, but I have them not winning the division. I have them going nine and seven. Nine and seven. Okay. Okay. Nine and seven. Uh, Speaking of Arizona, you were talking about them earlier. Let's just go ahead and move on straight into them. Bobby, what do you think about Arizona and Kyler Murray? How much of a jump does he make in year two? I I think he's going to make a really big jump. Obviously, you know, they got D-Hop. They got D-Hop, you know. I have no idea why Houston got rid of him. You know, that's that's. I think everybody pretty much can think yeah. you know, the yeah. same thing about that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a rough season last year, but Murray showed some really high bright spots. Um, you know, during the season, I think they finished off maybe winning three out of the last five. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I mean, they definitely showed improvement. Um, I like their I like their secondary a lot. You know, with Buda Baker, uh, uh, you know, all pro guy is Tyron Matthew. He's back there too. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, no, he's no, no, no. Ma- Excuse me. No, he left. Right. He's with the Chiefs. He went to the Chiefs. Where is he now? Is he still I on the Chiefs? He's still on the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. Is he? Yeah. But um, I mean, I I got Arizona doing. I, I got Arizona going eight eight, man, making a big jump. What they what they go last year? I think they went four and five, five, and, one. five ten and one. Yep. Five was ten it five and ten one. and one? They had that tie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like this team. I mean, I have them as one of my sleeper, most improved teams, you know, um, in the NFL. So I got them you know, competing in that division. I think that division is going to be kind of tight, you know, believe it or not. So I got San Fran going 9-7. Yeah. Um, I mean, not Arizona. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got, got you, Arizona man. going 8-8. Eight, eight. Arizona 8-8. Arizona eight, eight. Eight, eight. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I have yeah. Arizona going eight and eight too, man. I think uh, the beginning of their schedule, it, early on, it's uh, it, it's funny. It's like uh, it's it's loss, win, win, loss, win, loss. I think that's kind of going to be what dictates the season. I think they're just going to kind of go back and forth and finish at eight and eight. I think uh, Murray will improve and learn a lot this season. I think this will be Larry Fitz's last season, um, and he's going to ball out. He's going to ball out because everybody's going to be all over Dehab, and that's not taking anything away from from Larry Fitzgerald, but I mean, he's going to get a lot more open looks than he's ever had in his career, or at least since Bolden was there. I mean, this is, this is going to, this could be potentially a really big year for Fitzgerald. Not saying something that being said, I still think they're a little ways away from being a top tier team. And especially in a tough division like this, where the, I mean, the top two teams are both Super Bowl candidates in their division. I'd say between the 49ers and, and Seahawks, at least in my eyes, I have them going 8-8 eight eight this season. They are improving. They are a better team. They're a good 8-8, eight eight, you know, a lot of close losses. Um, but this is a team on the rise for sure. For sure. Matt. Yeah, this one's tough. Um, I kind of have them uh, tinkering on like a like a 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call it. I'm gonna go ahead and call it a six and ten season, my okay, man. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Um, yeah, they got some pieces in, but I still think they need a bunch of pieces on defense and everything else. Um, yeah, their schedule. 
Yeah, I mean, it's surprisingly probably more tough than you think it is. And, yeah, no, I, I just don't see it yet. I think they – I mean, if they wanted to, they could probably go 9-7, and seven, but I think they're going to try to kind of hold back, and they're, they're, they're going to go 6-10, and 7-9, and they're going to try to get a little bit higher of a draft pick. They're close. They're on the buildup. Um, I do like what they're trying to do there. But, yeah, no, right now – not quite there yet. Um, let's go ahead and say seven and nine. Seven and nine. All right. Rams. I have very strong feelings about this one. So, Matt, I'm going to let you go ahead and start off with the Rams. Man, yeah, again, the, this one's even actually tougher. <laughs> this one's even tougher uh, without Todd Gurley. Um, they picked up, what, C.J. Anderson, and he played pretty well. I mean, Sean, Sean McVay is a uh, disciple of the Shanahan breed. Mm-hmm. So if you look at their resume, they can plug in almost any running back that they see that fits their scheme. And they're running for 1,300 yards and catching <laughs> 600 yards uh, passing. Like, it. it Alfred Morris, you know, four years in Washington was phenomenal and went to the Cowboys and did what, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bobby yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, it's tough. Um, no, I mean, I got that. Mm, oh, man. Yeah, no, I, I got them going. Uh, what did I say? Um like six and ten, seven and nine, something six like that. Seven and nine, okay. Yeah, something, something right around there. I don't see them doing too well. Bobby, how do you feel about them? Uh, I'm very similar with Matt in that situation right there. Number one, I'm not a huge fan of Jared Goff. Yes, he took no. the Super Bowl. You know, I've nope. never been a huge fan. I wasn't a fan when he was in college over at Cal. Uh, running back, I mean, what they got Cam Akers as Huntsman as their starter with <laughs> Joe Henderson Jr. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wide receiver, wide receiver group is what Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Josh Reynolds. Yeah, not really, you know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean that that three four defense is nice though. I mean, I like Michael Brockers up front. Obviously, Aaron Donald, who's Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you have Jalen Ramsey, as we all know, and oh, yeah. uh, I'll go a Homer. You know, who was um, I think second team defensive rookie of the year last year, and Taylor Rapp out of Washington as free safety, who's got a stream high upside. But I just don't see much, you know, out of the Rams. You know, I love McVay. I think he's a great head coach. Obviously, Gurley, you know, with his injuries and whatnot, that's going to that's gonna hurt because whether you, you know, I mean, whether or not, like, even when he's on the field, you know, he's accounted for. And, you know, he, he can make a play at any time. Um, I mean, this lineup doesn't really scare me like that. Obviously, they're up front with Brockers and Aaron Donald, like I say. Yeah. Uh, Sean Robinson, who's a great nose tackle. Um, I got them going 7-9. Last yep. end of it. Yep. yep. Uh, so, I have them taking a little bit farther of a step back than you guys. Um, I think they're going to struggle uh-huh. a lot more than it, it, it's going to all come from the offensive side, and it's going to frustrate this defensive team. I'll just say I've seen something like this happen before in a certain place in Florida um, <laughs> where the defense is just going to get tired of trying to keep the offense in the game and they are going to quit on them. 
Um, that has nothing to do with it being Ramsey over there. I just that's my eye on the uh, on this team. You have two extreme. Well, you have two well-paid defensive players between Brockers and and obviously Donald. You have an overpaid quarterback, uh, a depleted running back room, and a depleted wide receiver room with not a whole lot of talent on the horizon. I mean, I have nothing to look forward to and everything to love about them having a bad season because it only helps Jacksonville's second pick that they stole from the Rams get even better that they haven't used to sign the cornerback that they picked up called Jalen Ramsey who wants out of there and into Las Vegas. So I think they have a lot of problems heading their way. I agree with you, Bobby, that uh, McVay is awesome, but I think this is a problem created by the GM and, and the actual front office of the Rams. Uh, as far as contracts and stuff like that are concerned. So, in my eyes, 4-12, and 12, uh, last in the division, and uh, candidate for a top-five pick to Jacksonville because of it. So, thanks, Rams. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> yep. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and uh, head down to the last team in the division, the Seattle Seahawks. Bobby, I'm going to let you lead it off with the uh, Seahawks. Talk to us. Yeah. I got them winning the division at 12 and four. I love Russell Wilson. Uh, DK Metcalf is, you know, he's a, to me, I think he's one of the up and coming, you know, superstar receivers. I mean, he's a physical freak. I mean, we saw, you know, some of the plays that he made there towards the end of the year. Pete Carroll and, you know, just that whole Seattle program out there is going to make noise, you know, regardless. Um, Hawkins and Sorensen, that secondary. um, Linebacker. Yeah, it's looking like, you know, you know, they got some nice prospects that are coming up. Um I got I got I got my team. I, I got my boy Nick and all them. I got them going twelve and four, man, is one of the best records in the NFL, man. I I'm I'm going out on a limb and not just because I'm a homer, but I'm just a huge Russell Wilson fan, man. And I just love the way that they play football out there. They're gonna play strong defense. Russell Wilson is you know, about as elite as they can come. He's always going to keep the team, you know, keep him in the game. I'm going to go out on a limb. I was thinking, you know, 10 and 6, you know, 11, you know, 11 and 5 type thing, but I'm going to go out on a limb and I have them going 12 and 4, winning the division. Yeah, it's not much of a limb for me because I feel the exact same way. I have them going 13 and 3. Russell Wilson's only getting more help on this team and they are getting better because of it. Jamal Adams is going to be big for the defensive side. Uh, they, do, right. they do yeah. need a little help on the defensive line. Um, I don't know where that's going to come from at this time. That that would be my one key concern for this team. But I do have them continuing to just be who Seattle is, and that's just a well-oiled machine. 13-3 taking the division. And uh, in mine, I actually have them as the number one seed in the NFC going into the playoffs. Matt. I have the Seahawks going 10-6. and six. Um, they're, they're a team that's, they're, they're right there. Uh, I love, I hate and love Russell Wilson. I hate and love the Seahawks actually. Well, believe it. With the, um, the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, they got a good team. They really do. I mean, with, with DK Mecca, Russell Wilson, they have a solid uh, core, I guess. What you want to say? Um, I mean, it, it's not the Seattle Seahawks of six, seven years ago, though. So no, no. yeah. But I think I it's mean, fair I to think, say that the league itself has changed a little bit from the last six, seven years, and they just are 
it's a different look. It's a different look. It's a different look. 100%. Yep. But, um, yeah, they're not. So, 10 and 6, I mean, honestly, I could see them slipping a little bit. I thought they were going to slip last year, and they went 11 and 5. I mean, yeah. that team blew my mind. So, I think Pete Carroll's a little bit better uh, than I think he is, and that whole squad. Our boy, uh, uh, you know, Nick Sorensen over there uh, getting it in and, you know. We're getting Jamal Adams helps a lot. We saw that. Yo, that's that's a whole other thing, too. So, yeah, Seahawks, again, I'm going to stick with 10 and 6. I think that's solid. I I still think San Francisco, with the offensive power that they have, Bobby, you did say that – you know, you're not too much of a fan of Garoppolo. Um, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan, um, but I do think he is solid enough to be able to win a Super Bowl for that team if they do have everything else in place, which they're really close. So I think they're closer than Seattle. Yeah, and, and just to, just to uh, just talk a little bit about this one, my prediction. Like, you know, I have them higher than what I thought, but with this whole no fans in the stands type thing, two teams that really, you know, like Seahawks are really going to not benefit off of that because they win a game or two a year strictly off of that 12th oh, man. Oh, right absolutely. There. I mean, at that place, I mean, I've been in that stadium before live, and it, it is literally like your ears are ringing for two days after that. Chiefs uh, Arrowhead Stadium is the same, but I don't think it's going to affect them that much because – We'll talk about that next episode, but I mean, you know, as well, uh, that type of machine that they have out there, mm-hmm. I don't think I've there's going to be affected with I've no been, fans in that stands, but I, I think Seattle to, could be affected the most when it comes to no fans. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% correct on that, 100% correct on on Seattle with the fans. Uh, another team I would say is Denver, uh, the, the yeah. MFers out here in Denver, uh, have these cowbells that they'd like to bring in. And I don't even know how they let them bring in. Man, you could beat the shit out of somebody with that. But, and, yo, yo, it's ridiculous with the cowbells in Denver. I'll get that out of here. Um, yeah, no, but there's a few teams that are definitely going to hurt. That 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 is a factor. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is, man. Like, people don't realize, man. Like, those, those like, when you're, when you're at home and, and you're on defense and it's a third down situation late in the game and all that, you know, you're not going to get that, that false start, you know, you know, to back them up five yards with that crowd noise and all that, you know, like no matter how many, you know, speakers and input that you put in there, right. that's not going to be as loud as having 80,000 crazy fans. Like you say, with cowbells or the 12th man just going crazy to where the quarterbacks can't hear anything. And the linemen are looking left and right. Mm-hmm. And then they're false starting. That's going to be, a, it's going to be a huge, it's going to be a huge difference. And we see that right now, like in the, like the NBA playoffs and, and all that. Like, I was about to say, Bobby, I was about to say the exact same thing. It's, it's weird seeing the NBA playoffs and, and, and they're not. At NHL. At NHL. Like no I was, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you. Like, and, I mean, and, yeah, no. And it's just like you, like in a basketball game. Yo, I'm a Wizards fan. Wizards have been trash for years, man. But I am too. Yo, you 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 go to those games and you still have everybody cheering defense, defense, right. and then you have the, the the organist playing. Yeah, I mean it's the whole thing, man. It, I I really wish we could have an athlete on here that could come on and and really explain it firsthand. Because I, I you know you I mean you've heard the interviews. 
some people say it doesn't really affect it. Some people say it does. I'd really like to get somebody on and be like, yo, like, I, I'd really like to get their their interpretation on it. Yeah, and I don't want to – I agree, man. And I don't want to get off a topic before we go to the NFC East or when I right, our right, predictions. Right. But, like, I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, some of this, no fans in the stands, I, I kind of enjoy it, man, because you're actually finding out who the best team is. Like, right. for instance, like Portland Trailblazers, you know, they might end up beating, you know, the Lakers, you know. Phoenix. Round, you know, right. Right. Or Phoenix, or, you know, because – Man, it's just like man on man. It's like playing street ball with no fans. It's like best man win. Yep. People don't real people don't realize what that home field advantage does for a team. <clears throat> you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Let's go ahead and jump into the uh, into the NFC East and then wrap this up here. Uh, we're gonna start out with the New York Football Giants. Now they are one of the teams that will definitely not have fans at all this season. That is already confirmed. Obviously, being in the state of New York too, not happening. Bobby, what do you have with the Giants? Uh, you want me to start with the yeah, Giants? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll start with the Giants. Um, Danny Dimes going in his second year, um, you know, came in last year, showed some bright spots. Um, backups, Colt McCoy, but it's obviously Danny Dimes' team. Saquon Barkley is Saquon Barkley. They're still rebuilding that offensive line. So, you know, Barkley is obviously a dude, and um, he's going to get, you know, his workload and whatnot, and teams are definitely going to focus on him. Wide receiver-wise, who do they have? They got, what, Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. As their, you know, main to top do. two guys, <clears throat> Darius Slayton, I think, is their third. Um, as far as their defense, they play a three-four as well with Dexter Lawrence, and uh, they got Leonard Williams, you know, in a trade in the offseason. So they kind of improved up front um, in the secondary. Uh, well, Jabil Preppers, I think, is, you know, their guy back there. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I got the, I mean, I got the Giants going six and ten in that division. Six and ten. Yeah, I'm not far off from you either, Bobby. Uh, I have them going four and twelve. Actually, I have them having another off season. I, I, it's easy to stop this team right now. I don't think uh, uh, Daniel Jones really at this point. I, I'm not convinced he's the guy yet. So until I'm you know shown otherwise, I just don't believe it. So I look at this now. I see it as a one-trick pony with uh, Saquon in the backfield. They're going to just stack ten in the box. He's still going to get a thousand e- yards, and uh, that's that's about it, man. I mean, it, it, it's that simple. I, they make me be afraid of that pass game, and, and maybe I see a couple more wins. But until then, uh, four and twelve, Matt. No, Santa Fe is four and twelve. Uh, don't see them doing anything. Daniel Jones, uh, who did he have to go to? Um, other than a couple of, uh, you know, maybe maybe decent guys. We don't know yet, so we'll see. But um, yeah, no, I don't see the Giants doing anything. Saquon Barkley is the main power on that offense. Defensively, there's that that team is just rebuilding. They're just rebuilding. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. four and twelve, maybe even less, three and thirteen, maybe if they really want to tank. Um, yeah, not much more than that. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that. That they, they still have a little uh, room to grow before we see them up in the uh, in the NFC East. Philadelphia, the Eagles, Carson Wentz and crew. What do they do? Uh, I have them going eight and eight this season. Uh, I. I went over the schedule a few times, and it's it's not an easy schedule, you know. I I can I can see them winning, you know, the first three, no problem, starting out three and zero, getting strong. But then you have 
at San Francisco. So you go on West Coast, then back to Pittsburgh, uh, then versus Baltimore. That's I could see them losing through all three of those games. I could see them losing also versus Dallas two weeks after that. Maybe get, you know pick up some confidence with the New York twice in three weeks. But then finish off the season, you got Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, Dallas. Honestly, I, I can see all those going against them. Um, I think they could get one with Arizona, but I, I think the rest of them are losses, honestly. And then you finish the season with against the uh, Redskins. They're yeah. gonna they'll, they'll they'll pick up some steam at some point this season, but at the end of the day, I think they beat the teams they have to beat, and they can't beat the ones that they need to beat. Uh, and and Nate's what I got him at. Bobby, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean Wes, you, I mean you pretty much nailed it on the spot. I mean, what you talk about Carson Wentz. Um, I, I, this is a big season for him, to be honest with you right now, because I think he's going on his uh, – I'm not sure if it's a contract year. No, don't quote me he's, on he's, he's under a new deal. He's, a, he's in a new deal. That's the whole issue. Is he in a new deal? Is, that's, right, that's yeah. That's the whole problem with uh, you guys and Dak Prescott. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's the Yeah, yeah. I have a bull – after this, I have a bull prediction of what I think is going to happen with them in that quarterback spot, but – that lineup really doesn't scare me that much. I mean, running back, you got Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, you know, as their, you know, two running backs. And I believe Wide Sanders receiver. just got injured. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I, so. I heard that he got injured. So, I mean, wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson and uh, Jalen Rager. I mean, I mean, those guys aren't going to scare you. Yeah, Deshaun, you know, he can he can make an explosive play. But don't forget, I mean, that guy's not the youngest guy in the world either. Mm-mm. Tight end, you know, Zach Ertz is a he's a dude. I get it. You know what I mean? They have a solid offensive line. You know, obviously, with, you know, Jason Kels, you know, and Jason Peters and Lane Johnson, you know, holding that left side of the offensive line. Um, defensive line, Fletcher Cox is still the guy. Um, Darius Slay, you know, out there. And uh, McCloy, I don't know, man. I just, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge um, Carson Wentz believer, man. I, I don't see this team really scaring me that much, man. So what do you got them finishing? I got them going eight and eight. Eight and eight too. Matt, do you make it three in a row or do you think something else is gonna happen? Are we still talking Philly? Philly. Yeah, we're going Philly. Yeah. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eight and eight across the board. Easy. Easy peasy. Um, yeah. I'm on the same page with, with, with y'all. Um Carson Wentz is the question mark uh, health-wise. Like when he's 100% healthy, we've seen what he did. You know, his rookie year was almost an MVP. So, um, tough on that one. Uh, I still think, again, Philly needs – they need to add more pieces. Fletcher Cox is getting rolled. I don't even know if he's still on that team as of right now. If he is – yeah, yeah, he's he's penciled in, you know, as a starter, but they drafted yeah. somebody, like Anthony Rush, you know, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, I mean that's another team that yeah, they're on the up and come up, maybe offensively, but I mean, it's, it's that. tough. That's, that's a weird team. That's a weird team. I, I think eight and eight is where they where they're at. Yeah, and my my one little thing that my one little nugget on that team right now is that if Wentz gets hurt. Oh, they start off slow. Their draft pick that they made this year Jalen Hurts. a lot of people mm-hmm. with, with, with Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? Because they're, you know, they they picked him up, and that so in the back of their mind, you know, they're assuming the injury. Hurts. They're assuming the injury at this point. I love Jalen Hurts a lot, man. I mean, you know, you know, from Alabama over to Oklahoma, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a proven player. I love it, but I mean, what do you what do you think of that, man? Like, are you, are you already thinking that? Well, or, or not you, but Philly. is the team is the team thinking? Uh, you know, maybe he's gonna have arthritis in that knee. Like that knee's never gonna be able to repair. Like they've already heard from the doctors, or like that. That's a whole. That that's really a whole situation right there. In my opinion. well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're talking about. Uh, well, you're talking about Jalen Hurts or Tua or yeah, Hurts. Hurts. Yeah, well, I mean, no, no, no. He, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, you know, finished, you know, he had, you know, an amazing season last year at Oklahoma after, you know, that transfer year. You know, he took him to the playoffs and all that. So, I mean, I mean, that kid, that kid's a, that, that kid's a baller, man. I mean, they're, they're backup quarterback after Carson Wentz, I think, is what, Nate Subfield? Yep. And then, you know, and they, they, those are the three quarterbacks Carson Wentz, Nate Subfield, and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is a playmaker, man. So, I mean, they, they drafted him, I believe, if I'm correct, Wes, and you, Matt, in the second round. <laughs> yeah. They a quarterback. So, in yeah. my, back of my eyes, they're like, they're not 100% sold on, you know, and that's why, you know, a lot of people were shocked when they took that pick because they, you know, went signed that contract, what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's a contract or whatnot, but that whole health thing with him is a big question mark and that's why they drafted Jalen Hurts when, and what's so shocking because a lot of people had him going fourth or fifth round. They took him in the second round. Which makes you think in their mind, you know, like, hey, you know, we see something out of this kid and we don't know about Wentz yet. So we'll see. It's a big season for Wentz too. Uh, go, going on from Philly, moving into Washington, the uh, football team named the Washington football team. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one out. Uh, I... <laughs> I went through the schedule. I don't have them winning a game till week nine. Um, I, I have <laughs> another rough season for them. They have so much going on. It's it's going to be a bad season. Uh, I have them, like I said, losing until losing through week seven. They get their bye week. They come out of their bye week, and I have them rattling off three straight wins versus New York, Detroit, and Cincinnati, maybe. And uh, yeah, three and thirteen. That's my best case scenario for the Redskins or excuse me for the Washington football team. Uh, three and 13, Bobby. I got the same exact thing. Three and 13, man. Not much I mean, on this team. I mean, it's, 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 that's what it is. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, like, I don't think he's going to be the dude. To be honest with you. You know, I, I mean, I love seeing Alex Smith back out there on the field, man. Mm-hmm. What a hell of a story, you know, like we don't need to get off a topic, but do I think he's going to come back and take over that no. role that he had before as a player? No. But just the fact of the matter that he's out there right now, you know, just recovering off of a horrific knee injury like he did. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Peterson as a running back, eh, 800 yards, 750. I don't know. That offensive line. I mean, their wide receivers are what? Terry McLaurin, who was, don't get me wrong, great rookie season, you know. But if that's your dude, you know, and the other one, what, Steven Sims and, you know, Anthony, Andy Golden. Tight end Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the tapes yeah. out on McLaurin now, so it's I mean, the fourth, he's going to be you know, against. I mean, you know, they have a solid-looking front four. You know, they run a four-man front in defense, a four-three. Ryan Kerrigan, Josh Allen, Darren Payne, and Chase Young. Um, I mean, yeah, that's going to help him out. Ruben Foster at linebacker. Eh, Landon Collins. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to be the guy that he was. You know, you know, in, when he was with New York. I got the same thing, man. Three and thirteen. Matt, one of the worst. Uh, Competing for the trumpet. <laughs> First pick. 
Washington. The Washington football team. That team. Mm-hmm. 4-12. and 12. 4-12. and 12. He's being courteous this year. 4-12. and 4-12, ladies and gentlemen. Um... Yeah, no, what do they have to look forward to? They better start Dwayne Haskins, uh, in my opinion, F. Alex Smith at this point. Um, yeah, it's a great story. Uh, if you want to start him uh, at some point in the game for him to throw a touch yeah, that's all fucking fine and dandy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, it's a great story. He came back. Um, dude, 37. 36, 37, I think he's 37 now. Get, yeah. Get that out of here. You spent a, what, a 14, 14th overall pick on Dwayne Haskins? Get, come on, let's go. Dwayne Haskins, let's go. Um, I'm hearing great things about Dwayne Haskins in general, so let's go. I don't, I don't want to hear anything about this Alex Smith crap. Uh, yeah, it's a nice story. Fine and dandy. Go play for the Canadian Football League next year when they start up. You're not <laughs> going to be fit for the NFL, bro. What he wasn't. Even, he wasn't even a dude when he went to the Redskins either. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, oh, okay. We're gonna. All right. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. I don't even got to be even. I was trying to be soft as possible, but yo, he was just a guy before then. Right. Um, dude, thank right. you, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah. Like yo. Uh, what San Francisco draft, drafted him? What was it first overall? Yep. Yeah. Bro, come on, come on. And then they replaced him with all kinds of people. Let's not forget uh, that was the Aaron Rodgers draft too. Yeah, I mean, come on, like, um, good quarterback, conservative. Yeah, hold. He doesn't throw picks. This and that. Um. You know, he wasn't a Trent Dilfer. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> get the guy out of here, honestly, in my opinion. It's a great comeback story. I don't mean that this, this, none of this is personal by any means. But, I hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, come on now. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't even know. The name, but like, yeah, it's no, a crazy, so. crazy story. Right. I mean, broken. I mean, the bone broke through his pants. The whole thing. We already know the whole thing. Right. Like, but in regards to the season, you got him going four and twelve, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, let's move on. Let's finish it up with Dallas, Bobby. We are going to go last on this one. Matt, lead us off. How does Dallas do? All right. So Dallas, I got, I got them winning the division. Um, they have no reason not to. Um, everything, in my opinion, and in, in this season, is in place. Dallas has no excuses. Um, I don't care about this Gerald McCoy stuff. They have Don Terry Poe. They have a million other people that are going to step in and step up. So this is this is the season, in my opinion, for Dallas. If, if y'all are ready to do something, make some noise, um, really put pressure on an NFC championship and going to the Super Bowl, this is the year. This is the year for the entire NFC for Dallas to do it. This is not even the, just their division. This is the whole NFC. This is the year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what they can do. I mean, I have been going 10-6. and six. I could easily easily see it going 11-5 and five with their division. Um, ah, it's going to be cake to me. Like like I said, there, there's no excuses this season. Yeah, I agree with you. I got a... Um... 
I don't have them going ten and six. I have them winning the division, like kind of like they did last year. They'll win it at nine and seven. Um, again, though, I can wow. see that ten and six. Uh, I think they go at worst four and two in the division. If they go anything worse than that, it's a failed season in my eyes. Just from the division standpoint alone, they, I agree. They they should go five and one or six and zero in this division. In all reality, I mean, this is this is this is like you said, they're here to get it. I still think there's some issues to be taken care of on this team. They're not 100. percent Yeah, they they're better, but they're not there yet. There's still some work to be done. Um, I got them at nine and seven though. They still are going to get in the playoffs because they're going to win the division. But um, Bobby, finish us up. I got high expectations, fellas. I mean, the writing's on the wall, kind of like Matt was saying. I mean, I mean, just looking up and down the roster right now. I mean, it hurts you with Charles Frederick retiring at center. Mm-hmm. We got yep. you know Joe Looney, you know, filling in that spot. That offensive line, you know, you still got Zach Martin, Lael Collins, and uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, drafting C.D. Lamb, him falling to 17 was ridiculous in my eyes. I mean, you got you know, to me, Michael Gallup is the next Godwin, you know, like superstar, you know, in the making, you know, or blown up player. So you got Amari Cooper, Gallup, CeeDee Lamb as your top three receivers, as your starting three receivers. And then obviously you got Zeke in the backfield, Dak Prescott, you know, playing, you know, under a franchise tag, wanting those hundreds of millions of dollars or whatnot. If he can't put up numbers and deserve that money this year, then he does not deserve that contract at all. I, I mean, it's this is probably one of the most, if not, not if not the most, but probably the best offense they've had since the '90s when they won the Super Bowl. As far as you know, on paper, you know, with weapons wise, I think Zeke is going to come back really strong. Don't forget, he missed what the first four games of last year and still ran for 1,300 yards. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you know, Zeke, Zeke is Zeke. He's going to be the guy. There's no question about it. You know, I'm mean, hurting. You know, like. You know, having that loss, you know, on the D-line hurt. I mean, we still got, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, Antoine Woods, Devario Poe, and Everson Griffin was a huge pickup. Yeah, that's an all-pro guy right there. Linebacker Jalen Smith, Van Der Esch, and Sean Lee, you know, like who, you know, obviously he's not going to finish the season. The guy hasn't finished the season in a while. Secondary <laughs> <laughs> yeah, secondary is going to be a little suspect, but I do like the draft pick, though, getting Trayvon Diggs out of Maryland. You know, I think they're going to pencil him as a starter. I got us going 12-4, and four, man. Ooh. You know, uh, kind of running away from the East. Yeah, I got, I, I got us I, uh, looking up and down the schedule right now, man. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I'm not even you know, like, doing homer stuff or whatnot. Like Matt said, like, I mean, this is a huge year, man. Like, it is. They're, 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 set, they're set up to win, man. They're set up to make a real, real deep run. I didn't say that last year, you know, but, you know, with a lot of these acquisitions in the offseason, you know, with obviously getting C.D. Lamb. I mean, that. see, in my eyes right now, man, you, if, if they can just get teams off of the field, you know, like Ben don't break defense, you know what I mean? That offense should put up 28 points a game, you know, at least. No you know question. I mean? No question. If that, if that defense can hold, Teams under 28, man. I mean, who knows how far this team can go? I got, them, I got them going 12 and four, man. Definitely winning the division. But who knows? Knowing my luck, man, being a Cowboys fan uh, my whole life, we'll go eight and eight. That's right. That's our signature. That's what we do. It's we really, go eight and eight. It's we'll really find all, a way. It's all going to be contingent on injuries on that team. It always is. Always what it comes down to. We'll see what happens. Uh, they have a good season, and uh, let's say they win a divisional game but losing the conference. What uh, are they still going for with Dak, or what do you think is going to happen? 
I don't know, man. I mean, you know what? That's the hardest question. I've had so many people ask me that question, man. I, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of even having that question asked to me. About <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. Just franchise him again, you know? And then, like, I mean, this guy just, I mean, I mean, he, want, he wants money. He's not going to get, you know, Pat Mahomes' money. No, we, there's I mean, no way. You got to. You gotta win. You gotta win a playoff game, bro. Like, in, I mean, it's as simple as that. In know? my eyes, he's not getting Russell Wilson money either. So, I mean, no, no. It, I mean, if you if you if you if you ball out this year and you go and you win a Super Bowl or even sure. win an NFC Championship, sure. All right, man, whatever. You still ain't gonna get Pat Mahomes money because no. nobody. You ain't Pat Mahomes. No, you're no, not Pat Mahomes. Exactly. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. You know, and you're not. And you're not Russell Wilson. As much as I like Dak, you know, and I think he's so improved, and he's a steal. We got him in the fourth round three years ago. Like you are not those guys, but you need to win those big games. You need to win playoff games. You need to win a championship. You need to win a Super Bowl to get that hundreds and hundreds of million dollar contract. So it's on him, bro. I mean, and he's he's got the weapons. I mean, he like I said, he's got Zeke, Cooper, Gallup, C.D. Lamb. You know, I mean, even Blake Jarwin's not that bad of a tight end, you know, I mean, right. for, you know, I mean, Blake Jarwin's, you know, a, a solid, you know, like 10 and out type guy or whatnot. You don't need like, that's a beautiful position to be in, being a tight end with, with all those receivers and a running back like that. You better yeah. sign. And so well, it's all going to come down. It's all going to come down to defense. And at the end of the day, that pretty much what it comes down to for every team. Yeah. You're exactly right, that, and just staying healthy, staying on the field, and uh, staying healthy and staying on the field. We'll see what happens with you, but there's our NFC predictions. Next week, we're going to do our AFC predictions, and then uh, maybe I'll put together a little playoff bracket and see what we got going on here as far as the playoffs. But like Matt said, it could change drastically in weeks. You know, he, you 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 mentioned it a few times. It'll be nice to kind of revisit these right around when the season does start and kind of see if we have any big changes, and we'll definitely talk about that when we get to it. But for this week's episode, yeah. we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. A little bit longer of an episode today, but we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point, and we are out of here. All right, guys. Take care. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, fans. Yeah.